Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes and we shall be looking ahead to Saturday's home game with crew Alexandra and of course discussing the exciting news that the Addicts have made a sign-in today. Elliot Lee arrives on a season-long loan from Luton Town. I was down at the training ground this afternoon when he arrived and uh, we've got some excellent content. We're going to hear from Nigel Atkins, the boss, on his new sign. We're also going to hear... From uh, Elliot Lee's dad, you may have heard of him. Robert Lee used to play for the Addicts, former England international as well. He was at the training ground when I was down there today, so he gave us the lowdown on his son uh, joining the club. We'll also hear a bit more from uh, Nigel Atkins on transfers and uh, looking ahead to the uh, transfer deadline day that, of course, is coming up uh, next week. Uh, and then, of course, we will start to look ahead properly to the game uh, with crew as well. We're going to hear from the Railway Men uh, podcast and the team news uh, from the boss, Nigel Atkins. So plenty of stuff to get our teeth into. And joining me uh, to do that, first up, Mr. Lewis Cat. Hey, Dean Luke. Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Happy birthday. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, it's my birthday. Uh, my present from the club was uh, was a, a, a loney, which is what I've always wanted. And uh, also joining us uh, to discuss all those things uh, is Nathan Muller. All right, Nath? Go, shawty. It's your birthday. You're going to party like it's your birthday. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, you? Yeah, yeah good, man. I was even better for get... hearing that. <laughs> Did you get my present? No, but... Stuck in the post, blame Postman Pat, that's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, so I mean, I'm really looking forward to finding out what that is. Uh, spe- especially considering he doesn't have my address, so he's not allowed anywhere near. I know where you live, though. <laughs> yeah, my house. Right, so uh, there we go. We, d- we just heard it at the, at the start. As, uh, as I mentioned, I went down to the training ground for today's presser uh, as I was walking in. Uh, there was Rob Lee and Elliot Lee, and I was told, obviously, we, we, it, was, it was being held back until it was all sorted, although by the time it went out, I think everyone on earth seemed to know that he was coming anyway. Um, but yeah, an exciting signing, uh, and uh, as we knew it was coming, I was able to ask Nigel Atkins this afternoon uh, what we can expect uh, from the new boy. Yeah, Elliot Lee's obviously a player, um, done well, has been promoted from this division as well, you know, plays in the forward positions, you know, um, whether, whether he plays out wide or behind the striker. He's got a good pedigree, as you rightly say, you know, um, and he's got experience. And uh, you know, he's he's with a championship club, and if we can uh, bring a player in from a championship club who's young and hungry and dynamic and got he's got he's got ability. You know, he's got goal scoring flair. Um, he can see a pass, he can score a goal. And from our point of view, that'd be good. Uh, that'd be good. It's you know, sort of like competition for the the role that Albie's been playing and that Alex Gilby can play when he comes back. Does he sort of fit in, into that sort of ten role? Well, it's com- we need competition for places to help drive performance. If we drive performance, that helps to get results right. So it's a twofold thing. We can't just have any 11 players. You know, we can see we've got some real good, talented young players coming through. We've got to make sure there's a pathway for them. They get the training programme right. They get the coaching programme right. Uh, they get the games programme right. So they get in the game time. But likewise, I think bringing a couple of talented lone players in um, can obviously help the situation. And it won't just be about 11 players. You know, you can see it's going to be very demanding uh, league campaign. We're, we're now going to be stepping up to be going Saturdays, Tuesdays, Saturdays, Tuesdays. And uh, the intensity that players have to work at nowadays, you can't just have 11 players. You've got to have a, a squad that can you can change things around and hopefully not lose anybody through injury. There we go, Nathan. So, Elliot Lee arrives season-long loan. Obviously, uh you know, exciting that his dad used to play for the club, but uh, uh, you know that 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 midfield ten position uh, somewhere that we need competition in. I, I did ask uh, Nigel if that's the sort of role you know competition for the likes of Albie and, and Alex Gilby, mm. um, and, and and a player with with good pedigree at this level. I think it's been promoted. I think he you know when Luton got promoted out of this uh, division, same time we did a couple of years ago. He made thirty eight starts in that in that in that season for for Luton. Um, you know his goal record's pretty good. I think in 93 league league appearances for the club, 
Uh, he scored 24 goals, so a decent amount of goals as well. So yeah, excited by that one. Yeah, I think it's a good. Um, I think it's a good little sign in that. Um, I think obviously he, he was at Oxford last year, wasn't he? And he he done quite well. I think he got four, five or six goals there. Um, I think it's something that we needed, like you said earlier. I think um, bringing someone in who knows the division, um, knows how to get out of the division, and predominantly had his career at a team um, under Nathan Jones who played good football. Um, but the key is now is when you've got Elliot on the pitch is hopefully, fingers crossed, it enables us to play football a little bit more and not bypass the midfield like we have been doing. But it could be we've brought him in because we're not doing that and we, it was too easy to go long, you know. So I think it's a good, shrewd little signing. Looking forward to him. Number 10, I would say, predominantly, but I think he can play up top in a two or he can float out wide, similar to Washington. Um, but hopefully I'd see him in that little pocket where I think we've desperately been lacking. Yeah, um, Nathan mentioned they're obviously on, on loan at Oxford in the second half of last season. Um, yes, he always seems to perform well when he's at this level, um, Lewis. So is he one that, you know, now he's come in, he's sort of caught your eye and you're, you're looking forward to see what he can do? Yeah, definitely. And like Nave says there, he's, he comes in a, a position that we kind of desperately need. Um, take a bit of pressure off of Albi so he can sit a bit deeper in the midfield, which is something we've spoken about on previous shows that he was looking a little bit isolated in that 10, wasn't quite sort of performing that role very well. Don't see him in that role. So to have someone come in that, like you say, has a good pedigree at this level, a good record at this level with Luton and with Oxford last year on loan as well, I think is a positive signing. I think um, he'll fit in really well. And obviously the the connection with, with Rob Lee playing for us as well, it's, uh, it's quite a nice little family reunion for him, isn't it? So yeah, really, really happy with it. Um, I think he's definitely the sort of player we need and, yeah, hopefully he can um, he can get up and running pretty quickly and, and be in the squad on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, goals from anywhere on the park have been a problem so far this season, Nathan. But, you know, goals in, in midfield, we don't really get that from Albie. I think we will get that from Alex Gilby when he comes back in, but he's still a few weeks away yet from fitness. So, yeah, that if he can add that to uh, our game, that, that could be big for us. Oh, of course. I think, then, I think, yeah, I think Gilby sort of... Uh, when he came in, it was, it was sort of a slow burner, really, with Bose, wasn't it? And um, I think Gilby sort of proved that he could go beyond the striker. But Elliot, yeah, as we've already said, you know, he's coming with a good pedigree. I think um, he's like got what he got twenty four goals for Luton, um, which isn't bad for a midfielder. So I don't know what, what my maths is like. What's that one in what one two three one in three, which isn't that bad really, considering one in three for Oxford. Um, so yeah, I think it's something that we've definitely needed goals, but I think it's it's that pivot uh, or that connectivity between the midfield and 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 the strikers. I think that game against um, who do we play on Saturday? Wigan. There was many a time which we said on Sunday when Albie was there, but Albie for me, in my opinion, seems to play better when he's got more space ahead of him so he can see the game in front of him. Whereas he's a ten, he might have his back to goal, or he's not the type to burst into the box and get your goals. And we could see that. So I think it's a very good bit of business. Um, um, and yeah, we've got him for the season, which is even better. So I think it's a great, great signing. And, and hopefully he can have some goals to the team. And so we're not really relying on, on Jaden, really. Mm, yeah, I mean, we've already spoken about the competition for places in that sort of number 10 role. And it sounds like he can play sort of, uh, you know, sort of wide as well if he wants to, or be, you know, all behind the striker. Um, uh, and we probably do need another option in that, in that role at the moment, obviously we, we've spoken about Albie has been, this has probably been the busiest he's ever been for Charlton um, and done some really good things. And, and at the same time, we'll, we'll need to have probably a player pushing him just to, just to make sure he's at the very top of his game as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think um, with, with Albie, I think it's a case of, there is a lot of, of sort of talk about him, this being his season. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he was sort of, the uh, bit of well, it was his season to come to come good uh, and be a mainstay in that side and being given the number ten shirt and everything. I think it kind of everyone's sort of expectations for Albi lifted massively, um, and we've not really seen him in his strongest position yet. And like you say, he's been he's been fairly busy um, and sort of up and down the pitch trying to. He sort of ended up in the position he is suitable, and then that's not leaving him in the ten where where we're playing him. So. I think it takes the pressure off of him massively, which is good because he's still a young player and I, I don't want him to to sort of have the weight of the world on his shoulders when it comes to expectations at Charlton this season. Um, and likewise, as you said, he can play out wide as well. So 
it maybe gives um gives DJ and, and Charlie Kirk a little bit of competition too, if needed to. Um so yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with him coming in. I think he's a signing that can obviously play anywhere across that across that area. So it kind of gives everyone a bit of a bit of a push in terms of competition. Now the club uh, reckon that this is only the second time uh, a son will play for the same club that, that the father did. So obviously for Charlton, so the the Peacocks um, with Keith Peacock and Gavin Peacock, and now the Lees. Obviously, we're hoping the Lee Burns will be the next one with. Uh, uh, with Miles Lieburn coming up through the uh, academy, uh, there was some debate about Jake Forster Kasky's stepdad because I think uh, was it Nicky Forster was his stepdad and obviously played for us, but we're not. I'm not sure we're counting that. Um, so this is only the second time uh, that the son of a former Charlton player is uh, also signed up for the Addicts. And now Rob Lee was there, uh, as I said, when I arrived at the training ground today. So we caught up with Rob, uh, the former Addicts midfielder, to find out uh, what we can expect from his son. Yeah, I'm delighted. Yeah, it's been a, um, it's been a long time coming. Um, Obviously, I've got two sons that are playing football, and there was rumours me have one. Ollie was coming a few years ago, and last year, and then. But eventually, I've got one here. So yeah, I'm very proud. It's, I've always wanted one of them to uh, to play for Charlton. Um, I had a great eight years here, great upbringing here. Um, so it's, it's a, I'm very proud, uh, very proud dad. I'll be when, on Saturday. And what can the Charlton fans expect from Elliot? Um, he's an attacking player. If, if you give him the boys, he's a bit like myself. He's uh, Got low centre of gravity, um, big thighs, twists and turns, chops and... Uh, and he scores goals. He's a natural goal scorer. If you get him in the box, he'll score. Yeah, we were on, on the end of one from Holly last season. <laughs> it must have been strange. So is that, is that you know, part of his game? You think, he'll think he'll, he'll bring a lot of goals to, the, to this Charlton side? Yeah, as, he'll bring goals, yeah. If, if, he, if he gets chances, he'll score. I've no doubt. He's done that all his life. Um, if he's involved, you know, and... and, and be involved as a 10 or as a striker he'll, he'll always score goals always has and uh, I've every confidence he'll do very well What do you think was the uh, attraction for, for Elliot to come to Charlton? Well I think the, the, the attraction is obviously that it's, it's, a, it's a great club always has been um, it's, come, it's come a long way though it's, it's sitting in the uh, Division 1 it's not a Division 1 club um, as everyone knows um, and if he can help get them back you know, you know in the, in the championship and, and moving back in towards the Premier League, then 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 great. It's a it's a great opportunity for him and the club. And did you have a little word in his ear to to tell him it's it's a great club to go and join? Yeah, he, he had, he, there's a few options for him, but yeah, I, I I didn't have to push him too much. I, I think he's he sort of like wanted to come here as well. Um, you know, he was not born when I played here, but um, I've told him all about it many many times. So <laughs> till he's uh, till he's fed up, both my sons have, uh, have had it all. So. Um, yeah, so he yeah he it didn't take any of us away. And he he wanted to come here and he he, he wants to play. Um, I think he's, he he'd be looking very very much forward to playing at the Valley. And obviously you you were able to see a couple of games last year. I don't know if you've seen any of the games so far this year. And if you have, have you got a view on on how Charlton are sort of shaping up in the early part of the season? So well, it's, it's very early days. I've, I've seen bits and pieces. Um, I've seen a, you know quite a few of the teams. Obviously, my other son plays with Gillian and Molly. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you, what you what you have to do. Certainly, at the start of the season, you you you, you can't lose too many games. If, if I mean, Saturday is very important, I think. Um, I think if if Charlton win, it's not a bad start. Charlton loses, it is a bad start. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think if you start losing too many, or don't get start getting your first win, then you find yourself dragging behind. But um, they've got the players here that can push them up the league. Has he played at all for for Luton this season? Is he? I don't know if, if, if what's his match fitness is like. Or no, he's he's, he's fine. He's, he's played a couple of cup games for Luton. Uh, in in the Carabao Cup, um, he's been on the bench for him as well, so he's been training all the time. Um, so yeah, he's 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 fit. He probably need a bit of match fitness, but he's 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 fit and and, and ready to go. There we go. Uh, great to hear from Rob Lee. Obviously, a bit of a bit of a Charlton legend. Slightly before my time in terms of playing for the Addicts. Now, if I don't know, if, probably before your time as well. But um, yeah, he's, he he spoke about how proud he is to finally have one of his sons. Uh, playing for the club, it, mu- it must be it must be a really nice feeling for him, considering this is where it all began for him as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it must be nice for him. I mean, before was it before my time? It I was alive, but um, it was sort of uh, before my time when I started. I think he finished stopped playing for us in '92, wasn't it? And obviously, only I was only five at the time, and I only actually started coming to Charlton when I was about about nine or ten. So it was definitely before my time, which is good. So it's nice to not feel that like I'm not one of the um, 
I'm not as old as Terry, but I'm not. You're not that much younger than me, mate. I don't think. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I think it must be a proud moment for him. You know, he's obviously got Ollie as well. I don't know where Ollie is. I don't know if he's up, oh, back in Scotland still. But um, yeah, it must be a proud moment for him. And and it's not only that. He's a good player. You know, and it's um, and it's I know it's sentimental and. You know he's he's going to be proud and Elliot's going to be excited. Um, but the main thing we're bringing him in for is his attributes, and I think he'll be a great little addition, hopefully. Yeah, uh, Ollie Lee's uh, still with Gillingham actually, so it's funny because obviously if uh, if we were due to play Gillingham in a couple of weeks, which has now been changed due to international call-ups, they would have been playing against each other. Apparently, that did happen the first time last year uh, when Ollie was on loan then at Gillingham and and uh, Elliot was on loan at. Uh, at Oxford United and they did play together in like a really exciting game as well 3-2 which must have been interesting I mean I did ask Rob there and he and he's you know he's like I said he, he said he's always wanted one of his sons to play for Charlton I mean, do you think that that played a big part in it that little family connection uh, possibly um, I just think I mean football's football isn't it I think it was if there was a time um, you know that you know Elliot's not really playing a lot of games obviously he was shipped out and loan to Oxford last year I'm not sure if Oxford were back in him, uh, back in for him because I know there was a there was a few Oxford fans who actually wanted him to return. So um, if we beat other you know other teams to it, it's because I know there's been some grumblings about you know we can't compete with X Y Z. But I would imagine there's quite a few teams in this league that would want um, Elliot. That's gonna be annoying. So I'm gonna get mixed up. But um, I think there'd be quite a lot of teams that would would, would want Elliot there, and I think it's a decent little capture. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think we just have to wait and see. And I'm just really hoping, I'm just really hoping we play to his strengths because if we don't, he'll, they'll get, the game will pass him by. You know, the game will pass him by. So it's important that we get him on the ball in the right areas. Which, judging by Saturday's performance, there was a lot of space in there. You know, so we just need someone who's got the attributes to go and deliver in those um, tight areas. Mm, yeah, obviously it's a, a step in the right direction, Lewis. But we're still, we're still short of where we need to be. Um, it's going to it's going to be interesting in the next few days um, to see how close we get to where we where we feel like we should be. I mean, how how far off do you still think we are? Um, I'd say we're still still a handful of players away. I, I think definitely sort of two or three. I'd like to see come in before the before the window closes. Um, obviously, with Alex Gilby coming back soon, hopefully that will bring a little bit more depth into that midfield and. That will help as well, push a bit of competition into, you know, Sean Clare, Dobson and, and Albie Morgan as well. Um, in terms of strikers, it concerns me a little bit. Obviously, I know we've got Connor Washington, um, but there's a lot of pressure on uh, Stockley, I feel. I think we could do with with a bit of reinforcement there. Maybe Elliot Lee will take some of that, that strain on, but you could do with another out-and-out striker, I think. And I mean, the left-back is the one that we speak about the most um obviously Ben Perrington I think is on his way back at the moment but still some time away um and ideally we want someone that's going to be able to either take that position or or prove competition for Ben when he does come back into the fold so I still think there's business to be done um but you know obviously the window closes what is it Tuesday night so not a huge amount of time to do it obviously a game Saturday as well but there's still time to get people in and, and obviously with that Gillingham game being called off now it might be a bit of a blessing in disguise if we if we do manage to get a handful of bodies in, gives them a full week of training, uh, and then some obviously before we go and play our play our next game after the international break. So yeah, keeping my fingers crossed. There's a few more to come yet, um, but yeah, Elliot Lee coming in today is is definitely the sort of caliber of player that I wanted us to go for. Excellent stuff. Well, today uh, Presto during Presto, I did ask Nigel uh, a bit more about the, the the process of the transfers that's coming out now. Of course, the transfer window uh, is due to close on Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday, the thirty first of August. But it's just a, a weird coincidence that we happen to be playing in the Papa John's Trophy at the time. So uh, there's there's a few different little bits in this clip on transfers. But the first bit, I did ask Nigel uh, if that will cause him a bit of a headache and whether he will actually be on the touchline and whether it be out uh, out the back trying to sort out some more deals I'll, I'll be in the dugout we're uh, obviously with transfer deadline it's the same nice as we've got the Papa John's trophy games you say our under 23s play that that day as well we've got several players away on international duty so obviously you've got like um, the collaboration of all of us is going to be is there and we've got to make sure that we get it right we'll be looking to win the game um, but likewise maybe it's an opportunity to give players maybe a little bit more game time the exposure that they need to go and do um, and we'll see how that game, how that goes. It's happened before where 
I've been at a club where we've had a game, a cup game actually, it was the, it was the League Cup game, where we had um, transfer deadline, day was the same time. We were actually away that time, so we were trying to do a bit of business actually, um, you know, so that was more challenging, but we're at the Valley, we'll be at home. Uh, but likewise, we've got a, you know, we've got a director of football, and we've got a, di- a technical director, and we've got the owner. They'll do, they'll be doing all the deals. So it's, um, you know, I can concentrate on the game really. Yeah. It's time, it's time slightly to be over for the, um, for, for the close of the transfer window. We'll still be operating back from the US. Do you know? As far as I'm aware, they'll be operating from America. But as you know, as we can do right with Zoom now, technology is there that communication shouldn't be a problem. Time-wise, you know, we've got a different uh, um, uh, time. Oh, I, I, I'll do that. The time different zone. time time zone in the, in the countries, um, so that's probably the only issue from that. But um, communication-wise, you know, we've we've got instant communication now, haven't we? Yeah, you must be speaking to him a lot as well over the last few days. I imagine with the with the window coming to a close. Yeah, as I said, we've got you know with, with a director of football, um, who's working really hard. A technical director working really hard. A recruitment team. We do a lot of analysis on players. Um, you know, and the owner, you know, obviously working within a structure to try and give ourselves an opportunity to bring players in. Some players we wanted to bring in we couldn't do, some players we're still working on. So with the, um, the goalkeepers, obviously um, we, we know that Ash has gone off on loan, so we, we spoke about Stephen Henson a few weeks ago as an example, but I mean, is, is the goalkeeper a position that's such a priority? Because I guess at the moment there is the ability to bring in an emergency loan if that, if that happens after the window as well. You've right, you've, you've, uh, you're right in that respect. The, the, the goalkeeper is the one position you can get an emergency loan in if required. After the window shuts, does that sort of play into your thinking about what you want to do over the next few days? Or? Well, yeah, it gives it obviously gives us uh, an awareness. We can we don't need to rush into a decision. You know, we need to get it right. Um, you, there was a distant name again that was mentioned in, in the press. Um, the, the fellow over at Gillingham, Carl Dempsey. Um, there, there was reports that you've had a bid rejected for him. Can you, can you tell us anything about him? Like, used, again, to, is he used to me. Okay, that's Nigel. Um, I mean, first things first. He. Uh, uh, pretty straight batted the, uh, the the question about Carl Dempsey at the ends there, Nathan. Uh, as is often the way, there were reports out there uh, that we'd made a bid for Carl Dempsey at Gillingham and it got turned down. And uh, Nigel said, "Well, that's the first I've heard of it." So it doesn't sound like there was uh, much truth in that one. But I mean, yeah, it, it probably won't help the fact that we are playing in a Papa John's game. Obviously, Nigel said he's got his team. Uh, the technical director, the director of football, obviously that's Roddy and Gallen, and then the owner in Thomas Sangard uh, to deal with that. But I, I, I do wonder how much of an effect it will have if Nigel's on the touchline whilst there, there are decisions to be made. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a tricky one, really, because obviously even though it's a bank holiday on Monday, you'd imagine that football doesn't stop, <laughs> you know? So I, feel, I don't know if the, the FA has stopped for any registrations or anything, but it probably means you lose a day, really, um, because he's still going to have to try and prepare the team and obviously take the team. Um, so in theory, you should probably want it all, if we are getting any more players, which I hope we are, um, try and get wrapped up by Monday, close a business, and then... The, the Tuesday daytime is when they'll do all the admin for it. So you do, in effect, lose a day a little bit. Um, but he's not going to be, you know, training the players from nine till eight o'clock at night or whatever it is. So he will have some time. Um, but yeah, I mean, similar to Lou, I think we still need another three players um, for me. Um, Carl Dempsey one was interesting because that's literally came out of nowhere. He's a good player. Um, and Gillingham do need the money. But if he's, if he's rebuffed it, I know he's going. To, he's not going to come out probably and say that we have put a bid in, but I don't know. But um, it's interesting. But I'm hoping that they sort of try and get deals done over the weekend um, and and the bank holiday because obviously football doesn't stop. Mm. Well, fortunately for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, uh, Thomas is going to be out in the US. Uh, do you think that will play a big part in the speed of any deals? I mean, uh, obviously, Nigel was was keen to point out the fact that they, they can communicate over Zoom, but he is in a different timeline. I guess. Thomas will have to make sure he's getting up early or staying up late or whatever he needs to do over the over the next few days to make sure we get the squad in place, Lewis. Yeah, I imagine if he's going to have a, a heavy hand in it, then he's going to have to. Um, but, I mean, you'd like to think that he's just kind of given them a budget to work towards. I mean, I know he's part of a of this transfer committee and everything and, and likes to be involved and hands-on, which is great. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of, if if that is a hurdle for him, which I highly doubt it would be, I think he probably would stay up. I mean, you think the negotiations and everything when buying the club, he probably had to do very similar. Um, so it's been about just under a year since he bought the club. So a couple of late nights won't hurt him, I don't think. It's a 
a bit of a, a heavy welcome to English football. I think deadline day is obviously a stressful time for everybody, managers and and coaches and players and everything. Uh, and now Thomas gets to be part of that. So yeah, I, I imagine he's he's too hands on. I think to to not be involved. So yeah, I think a couple of late night Zoom calls with uh, with Nigel and the team on on Tuesday. Mm. What do you think Thomas would have learned about the transfer window this this time around, Nathan? Obviously, this is the first time that we've been in a position where there's no wage cap and, and we're not rushing at, at, at the end. You know, he's had an entire summer, but, you know, it, it goes without saying that, that the, the transfer business has been slow. And I'd, I'd say people uh, are frustrated in and around the, the, the club with, with that. Uh, do you think Thomas will have picked up a few things about about how it works now? Do you think he might have approached it differently if he'd known now, if he'd known then what he knows now? Uh, I think he probably would have learned a lot. I think he learned a lot just by buying a football club and dealing with press and everything like that. I think one thing he probably would have learned is that, um, like every transfer window, probably more so now at this season than others, is it's uh, it's like a domino really the transfer window because everyone sort of you know holding on to try and keep their assets and before they sell they got to make some make sure they've got someone and it just all filters all the way down. So as soon as Grealish went, you know. Grealish went and then Danny Ings went straight away. Like literally they done it because they done it in tandem, so to speak. So he's probably learnt that it's probably not as straightforward as that you can just go to a, a club and just offer them money and then they accept it and everything's hunky dory. There's so many different factors. Um lessons he could probably learn, which is in an ideal situation, is that you do it earlier. Um and then you've not got to worry about it now and it's all done. But again, I think this, this window is very tricky. Um, I do have a bit of sympathy for him because I know we've not brought the right amount of players in. Um, and I don't think it's for the want of trying, of course. Um, I just think it's just quite a tricky window and everyone's got budgets. We've got a budget. You know, we can't just throw money at it, which we've talked about before. Um, so I do. I think he's probably learnt a lot. Um, but the best one is obviously is a January transfer window. Um which obviously has before had one, but I think this one's going to be even more interesting. Uh, I think you might see a couple of, I think you might see a few more transfers than usual in January because a lot of people need the money and then you've got players leaving on a free, Cole Dempsey being one. Um, so yeah, I think he would have learned a lot. I think, but he probably, probably, I wouldn't have thought he came in thinking it was going to be a walk in the park. Um, but yeah, I definitely think he's learned something. He's definitely learning something about the game. Mm, yeah, and uh, you'd hope uh, that would mean a, a better transfer window next next year, uh, certainly. Um, I did ask uh, Nigel there about obviously the situation with the goalkeepers, uh, uh, the, the fact that we you, you know you can bring in a goalkeeper on an emergency loan outside of the window, and whether that affects his thinking. So it, it does mean that the the uh, idea of bringing in a goalkeeper perhaps isn't absolutely as vital. Uh, as it might feel like when we've only got sort of one senior goalkeeper at the club, because we are in a position where, if uh, if if McGovery was all of a sudden you know to become injured, we we could um, get that get that emergency loan in, and and it does take a little bit of the pressure off that position, Lewis. Yeah, it does, um, and you know also I think is it if you go for a free transfer as well, you can you can do that, can't you? If someone hasn't got a contract, I know Stephen Henderson had been training with us, whether he still is or not, I I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it probably isn't a priority at the moment. I think there are areas that are, are more sought after, like we say, um, and we'll probably focus on those up until the end of the window, given the time scale that we've got left. Um, but I think I, I would like to see a keeper come in uh, as backup to to Craig. I mean, he started fairly, you know, he started a little bit wobbly, but I thought he played really well on Saturday. But a bit of competition would be healthy for him and. Yeah, maybe someone like Stephen Henderson, if he was to come in, would be perfect if that's an option. But likewise, you know, we don't really need to explore that option at the moment because if he is a free agent, I think we can sign him out of the window. So we'll probably focus on on doing the, the urgent business up until Tuesday's deadline. And then if we need to do anything after that, then maybe that's when we'll look at, you know, free agents and emergency loans. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a quick break. When we come back, we've still got all of your messages uh, to come to following the signing of Elliot Lee. Uh, and of course, we will start to turn our attention to Saturday's home game with crew Alexandra. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Into the box, looking for Stockley. He gets it in! And there's the opening goal! Jordan scored a delivery, absolutely perfect from Albie Morgan. Picks out Stockley, who rose first and flicked it past Fisher for the opening goal. Yeah, and that is a very, very difficult ball to defend if you're a centre half. I know you want to look at it from Stockley's point of view. He was aggressive. He got above the centre half. He pinned him so he couldn't make a jump and attack the ball. And then. Once you've done that, it's just a case of getting contact onto the, the football itself and directed towards goal. He did that. We find ourselves one in front, but a delightful delivery from Albie Morgan. Welcome back to the Channel Live. This is the big match preview. We've been discussing the arrival of Elliot Lee on a season-long loan deal uh, from Luton Town. Um, and he did sign in time, obviously, because he signed today on Thursday. It's normally the, the midday on the Friday, the day before the game. Uh, in order to, you have to you have to beat that in order to be involved on the Saturday. And as we heard there from his dad, it sounds like he's pretty close to, to match fitness. He's played a couple of the cup games, been on the bench uh, as well. So hopefully he'll possibly come straight. I mean, would you bring him straight in, Nathan? I guess that's a question we haven't really asked. Would, would you would you automatically drop Albi for him, or, or would you know what, what decision would you make? Uh. <laughs> difficult really because I know he's going to have a couple of days but I'll, personally I probably wouldn't start him um, but I would go back and I'd probably try and do you know what I'd, I'd go against the grain a little bit I'd start Clayton on the left and I'd put Kirk in that 10 I just think Kirk has that little bit of ingenuity that we sort of lacked it's against his old club we're going to give him a little bit of a free roll but then he's so used to playing on the left you know I just think if we do give Albie a go again um, maybe it's a bit of a they kick up the backside, to put it lightly, saying, you know, come on, Alps, you're under pressure now, like, can't perform, you know, go sink or swim now, um, and it gives him a platform. So maybe he'll keep the same same lineup, maybe, um, but it depends if Claire's fit as well. It just depends on what system he's going to play. If he plays the one up top, um, I mean, yeah, you're, gonna, you're either going to have one as a 10, I'd play Kirk there. I'd give him a go there. I just think when you give him a bit more freedom, I think Kirk can do something out of the ordinary. Mm, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Right, I did obviously open the floor uh, to you guys as well. I wanted to know your uh, feelings after the signing uh, of Elliot Lee on loan. Uh, Terry Francis says, uh, welcome to the family. Uh, Elliot, I guess he's already part of the extended family with his dad having played for the uh, the club. John uh, says, decent. We needed a spark in the midfield, something to link defence to attack. Hopefully he's the guy. Matt said, another solid League One player. I uh, hope we are planning to get another striker in and an attacking left back. Uh, to offer something different uh, to Perrington. Bill says, decent signing in Elliot Lee, a player who has a good record for scoring goals, need at least three or four championship League One quality players, likes of uh, Dempsey or uh, Oliver from uh, from Gillingham uh, would be great options in my opinion. Uh, Powered for TV says it's a decent signing and might be the missing piece of the puzzle uh, behind uh, Jaden Stockley. DM says, uh, need a left back and a striker. And then pray for injuries uh, to return. Uh, Mina says that he looks a little, uh, a little bit like that Charlton legend uh, Joe Ledley. I mean, if that's not praise, I don't know what is, Lewis. You were there, wasn't you, at Middlesbrough for Joe Ledley's forty-five minutes? I was. Yeah, it was a uh, <laughs> very memorable. <laughs> all I remember about that game is it was freezing. It was terrible, and and that's it really. All in all, not a great day. Yeah, and Joe Ledley put in forty-five minutes of pure 
Charltonisation. Uh, right, <laughs> Bill says, the other thing is uh, making sure Elliot can do the business in a Charlton shirt. How many times have we seen players come to Charlton and not make much impact here? An example being Nicky Jose scored goals for fun at Swindon and then he flopped at Charlton. Martin says we need at least four more and three of those uh, need to be uh, very decent. Michael, really happy with the signing. Definitely needed some extra quality in that role. I think we still need uh, a left back and CFC thug life. Uh, which I, I know does sound like my alter ego, but it's not me. Uh, says, looks like a solid loan sign-in. He'll hopefully switch in for Morgan, who'll perhaps drop into the deeper role again. He's struggled in that number 10 role. Uh, adding a decent left-back and everyone starts to look quite competitive, especially uh, with Gilby and Purrington hopefully soon uh, returning to the squad. Andy uh, says, very good signing, who will hopefully give us a lot more in terms of playing football on the ground and not so reliant on the long ball. I think the move also suits both parties with Lee uh, also having a point to prove. Uh, and then Paul uh, says, uh, for me, we need a left back, a, a central defensive midfielder in the Cullen Billick role, i.e. strong uh, break play, pick a pass and a striker. Uh, would like an exciting young loan like in the Connor Gallagher mould, uh, but they are a premium. We probably need a reserve goalkeeper on a free loan too, uh, which is probably all we'll get. Daniel says, really pleased with the signings. Well, yeah, obviously a, a left back, it seems to be one that people are really keen to, to, to feel as well there, Nathan. A hundred percent. I think, um, as I've said many a time in the show, you know, Purriton is, or Purriton, whatever you want to say, um, he's a solid left back, you know, but I just think going forward, he slows the game down. He comes inside um, a little bit too much. He doesn't really take anyone on. And I think if he does go down the route of he's desired, you know, two wingers and a one centre forward, um, with Kirk always drifting inside, you'll never really see Kirk go on the outside and use his left I think if he comes on the inside, you've got an overlapping fullback. I just think it offers a lot more width. Um, so uh, similar to sort of what Miller done, really. But I think Kirk's got a, a better end product than Liam Miller. Um, and, you know, and Martin played that role quite well. So I think that's definitely one. Um, that's how I'm hoping that comes in now. You know, no disrespect to Gunter, but he's not a left back. You know, he's, he's going to slow the game down. If he's forced to go on his left, it's not going to be with any sort of real purpose. Um, he's going to play the percentages. So I think definitely I agree with that, that you know, with, with the email there that a left back is, should be the next high on the agenda. Mm, yeah, we've got a few more emails as well. Elizabeth, uh, even Elizabeth says, uh, it looks like good news, uh, the new arrival of Elliot Lee, but I feel we need another two or three to have any chance of going up. Uh, we took our new grandson to his first game last Saturday. Hopefully things will have improved for him. Uh, by the time he gets to our age. Plenty to talk about tonight. That's from Liz. Yeah, well, I hope your grandson in enjoyed what he could at the game uh, and uh, hopefully he wasn't put off for life, which many people might have been after watching that. Right, Alan uh, says, uh, I think we need another four signings at the very minimum. Lee is a good signing, hopefully the first of many. I don't understand what we're going to do if Stockley gets injured because we've got no one to replace him. I think signing another striker is a must. The problem is we need bodies through the door because at the moment, if someone has a bad game, it's more than likely that he's still starts the next one and yeah that competition is obviously a, a massive part of what we're missing and well clearly a secondary striker because so far we're still waiting for Josh Davison really to, to sort of take the you know he's, he's only had substitute appearances other than that start against Wimbledon but he, he really hasn't quite made the step up in, in level that, that we need him to just yet Lewis. No um, and to be honest I, I don't really think he's ready I think I'd have given him another season out on loan, to be honest. I think he needs that. I mean, last year, was it last year? We had half half a season at, at Woking and, and did really well. And then obviously had his his second spell at Forest Green Rovers in the in the second half of the season, didn't he? So, I, I you know, and he probably needs that at the moment. I think with, with Stockley, Stockley is probably the best out-and-out forward in the league. So you're not going to get in over him unless you play that second striker system, which we don't really. And if you're relying on someone to come on and make an immediate impact, he's still quite young and he doesn't really have that at the moment. I, I think he could do with going away for a bit, having a, a loan at League Two for the season, seeing how he gets on. He did really well at Woking, didn't do as well at Forest Green. So maybe he needs that that second season in League Two to, to build some experience up and then you know come back a, a better player a bit further down the line. But... I I agree. I, I, we need a second, another striker. I think you know Washington's is great, but we're, we're using him out wide a little bit, um, and you still need that. I mean, last year we had you know Washington, Stockley, and Anike at one point. So I do think we still need to replace Anike. I don't think we have yet, 
you're never going to replace that goal ratio that he's got off the bench. But we had a, a striker that you could bring off and you know would, would make an impact. And I, I don't think we have that at the moment. That That is somewhere I think we need to strengthen. Mm. Right, and Phil uh, sends the final email in. Guys, uh, nice that we managed to get one over the line. Uh, hopefully this will allow Albi to drop back to a deeper role. He may be able to find some of his creativity again. Elliot playing in the 10 role and giving Stockley a genuine partner to work with as well. I uh, would still like to add another creative midfielder and a left back at a minimum. Uh, we do obviously have Ronnie close to a return and Gilby two to three weeks away by the sounds of it. Uh, with Jake Forsikaski uh, possibly back before the end of the year. I do think uh, the six-month contract offer to Jack Wilshire uh, would be a good investment. It would uh, put him in the window for January and even on a substantial salary compared to others with no fee involved, it would cover us until Jake Forstokaski returns with a short overlap while Jake gives up to speed. Three points on Saturday would lift the crowd and the spirit in the camp and then two weeks to work with the new recruits. I mean, it's mind-boggling to think of the sort of money that Jack Wilshire must have been on uh, with Arsenal and, and then Bournemouth, wasn't he? I can't, I can't remember if he's been anywhere since then. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, even if we pay him a lot more than what we pay everyone else, he's still Nathan going to be slightly out of our price range. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some, I think, I think, I'm, yeah, obviously we're not privy to the salaries of um, our players, but yeah, as you rightly say, I can't envisage um, him. It's a possibility he could drop to this le- this level for a short t- amount of time, but. A lot of teams are going to want to do a behaviour play because he's not sort of blessed with finishing seasons, is he? So I think he's probably well out of our price range. But listen, we've seen stranger things um, happen in football. So, But thinking about it, you would probably think he's well out of our price range for sure. Mm, excellent stuff. Right, the uh, season is starting for the Charlton Athletic women's side uh, on Sunday. The FA Women's Championship season gets underway. The Alex are away to Lewis. Um, down sort of in, I think it's in Sussex somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. I'm going to be down there. We'll get some reaction to that game uh, from uh, from the uh, the manager, Karen Hills, and, and from uh, hopefully a player as well. Uh, so, yeah, really looking forward to that. If you if you fancy the trip, uh, look up how to get down to Lewis and, and watch the girls uh, kick off their championship season. Right, let's turn our attention then to Saturday's visitors crew, Alexandra. Now, if you thought that we'd started badly... Uh, wait, do you have a listen to this? I spoke to Stuart from the Railway Men podcast uh, to ask him where it's all gone wrong for the Alex so far this season. Uh, where do you want to start, Louis? Um, we've lost a lot of our academy players um, who helped us come up from League Two a year a year ago. Uh, Perry NG obviously went in January. Our other fullback, Harry Pickering, left in January to Blackburn but came on loan, so we had him until the summer. He's now gone. Ryan Wintle, he didn't sign a contract. He's gone on a free to Cardiff. Obviously, Charlie Kirk's gone to uh, you guys. Um, those are big players. Those are four very big players for us. Uh, we've also got two more academy players. One, uh, Tommy Lowry, who's refusing to sign a contract. Uh, so Dave Artel's not playing him. He's basically our creative midfielder that we've got left. Um, Owen Dale, there's news that he now has decided that he wants a move with Ipswich, Sunderland, clubs like that sniffing around. He has heard what these players are on at different clubs and wants a piece of that uh, wage that crew just can't offer. Uh, so he is out of the team with a mysterious illness at the moment and has been for a week and a half. Uh, we signed a centre-back from Aberdeen in the summer, Tommy Hoban. He retired uh, this summer without playing a game for us. He's decided he'd rather be a financial advisor. Um, so, I mean, whatever can go wrong at the moment is going wrong for the Alex. Uh, we've started terribly. I don't mind losing football games. I don't mind if we're, you know, as long as the football's good, as long as we're having a go. But at the minute, it's just rubbish. It's so boring to watch. Um, I think we've had about five chances on goal in our four league games so far this year. It's been awful. Well, I think that's possibly more than we've had, actually, in terms of chances. <laughs> but I mean, they, yeah, I've seen the interviews with David Artel, uh, obviously in the build-up to when we were signing Charlie Kirk, we were seeing what he was saying. And, and he's... It seems like it feels the entire world has turned against him and and all these players seem to want out. Yeah, I think uh, Charlie's not so much like that. So he was there, what was he, about five seasons he was in the first team at Crew. He came very, very young into the first team. Uh, And we we talked about this on our pod last week. To start with, for two seasons, he was rubbish. He was a skinny winger. He couldn't do anything. He didn't work hard for the team. He couldn't do anything. And then he has progressed... 
and he's become a great player. Uh, we've just had a little chat about the stats that he was producing the last couple of seasons. He's turned into a fantastic footballer. Um, some of these other players, I don't really think that they've earned their stripes yet with crew. I think um, Owen Dale, he's had half, maybe two thirds of the season, if I was being generous. He won all of the awards last season based on his second half of the season. Uh, there's rumours that Luke Offord, who's played a season and a half of first team football, is the next one that wants to leave. Um, these players have to understand that crew will not stand in the way of footballers moving on if and when the time is ready for them to move on. Uh, but they have to put the effort in themselves. They can't play for 20 games, 30 games, and then get that move to Charlton or Blackburn or Cardiff or wherever it is they end up going uh, and getting big, bigger wages, um, you know, on fees because they have to earn it first. Um, and I think most of the fans, in fact, I know most of the fans at the moment are currently behind Dave Artel. Uh, he is a very popular manager with the crew fans. Um, not many people have put it, or none that I've seen are putting the blame at his door. Um, I think there's just quite a lot of things that have gone wrong in the same period of time. So looking ahead to Saturday then, obviously a bit of a relegation six-pointer at the moment. <laughs> How do you see it going? We very rarely get to visit the Valley. But it always seems that Charlton and crew are in different divisions. Um, so most crew fans have not been to the Valley to watch the Alex play. Uh, and there was a real sense of... Uh, this is the one we want to go to. You know, there's this one, Wimbledon, I think is a big one for a lot of fans. I imagine for lots of clubs. Um, Sunderland, a lot of fans haven't been there since we played them in the championship a few years ago. Uh, but Charlton is the one people are looking forward to. Away at Charlton, we'd expect you guys to turn up and give us a performance. I'm slightly uh, optimistic in terms of the fact that what we've just spoke about for the Railway Men podcast in the fact that Charlton sound like they are doing just as bad as crew are at the moment. So, Maybe we can sneak something. But again, I'm just not confident with the team that we're playing at the moment that we are going to do anything, even create a chance at goal. Because I was going to say, uh, who are the danger men? So it might be a more difficult question based on that, I mean, especially if, if the danger men don't, don't really want to play by the sounds of it. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, we've scored one goal in the league this year. Uh, first day of the season, Mika Man, John, our striker. Uh, I really like him. I think he's a fantastic footballer. I think he works really, really hard. Um, basically because of illness, because of players not playing. Um, he was on the left wing yesterday in our defeat at Atkinson Stanley. He's not a left winger. He's a fantastic striker. He holds the ball at well. He gets others into the game really well. And yesterday he was finding himself at like left wing back position just to try and get into the game because our midfield just aren't giving him any service, any help, any support. So he's having to go and find the ball. Now, if your striker is in the left wing back position, that's not very good because you're not going to score any goals because he's not in the right places to score any goals. Uh, so instead of him, we had Chris Porter, who is a great footballer, uh, a lot of time for him, but he's 37 going on 38 now. He's not the most mobile. So who's going to score the goals? I don't know. Um, an own goal. I mean, if that would be my bet right now for, you know, a Charlton defender goalkeeper throwing the ball into his own goal would be our best chance at the minute. Yeah, not not been a pretty start <laughs> for them. And you, and you can hear all the list of problems they have. Obviously, it doesn't help that we've signed one of their best players in, in Charlie Kirk. Um, but they've had a, a dreadful start to the season. Players no longer really wanting to be there uh, by the sounds of it. Um, I mean, they have won a game, so they have sort of started better than we have because they won the EFL uh, Cup uh, game away at Hartlepool. Uh, went on to get beaten by Leeds 3-0 in the week, but... You know, I guess if ever we needed to play a team that were a bit down on their luck just to try and um, pick up our uh, our momentum, if we can try and get a result, Lewis, this is probably the best time for it. 100%. Yeah, I think it's the ideal time to play them. You know, we're a bit down in the dumps at the moment, but at home, home crowd behind us looking for a reaction. I think it's a good time to play them, an intimidating time for them to come to us because... I think that will, you know, one, it's an intimidating stadium to come to anyway if you visit in the Valley. And also, we're going to be sort of up for it, I think, because they'll be looking for a reaction. And yeah, I I think you see all their problems they've had so far, obviously losing Charlie Kirk to us. Um, some of the players they had, they made a fairly decent season last year, didn't they? And to lose some of the players they did, um, they've obviously got Owen Dale at the moment that's not really on the scene. Very good player for them. They've lost Charlie Kirk. Um, they had Harry Pickering at left back last year who worked really well with uh, with Charlie but he's obviously gone to Blackburn so they've not had a great 
time of it to be honest and um yeah as as poor a start as us um but it looks like we're sort of well we're getting players in Elliot Lee's coming obviously that'll bring a bit of a boost to the fans and you know we'll be looking for a reaction after a disappointing game last weekend and yeah it'll be a tough time for crew to come and play us because I think we'll be up for it Hmm. yeah I mean Lewis has mentioned the fans there it'd be interesting to see sort of the reaction of the fans on on Saturday because it was uh well documented that a fair number of them were pretty angry after the game uh, against Wigan, you know, and we did have the discussion. Uh, we think we understand why. We think that the reason it's happened is because of the heightened expectation levels and the fact that we've not got anywhere near sort of what was, what was being spoken about towards the summer. Um, but at the same time, I guess I, I imagine Nigel Atkins will be very keen for them to try and stick behind the uh, the side during the game, like they did, to be fair, against uh, against Wigan on Saturday as well. It was only at full time, really, where it spilled over. Yeah, I think with... Um, I mean, yeah, the Saturday game, I said, said it on Sunday, I said I think the fans were brilliant on Saturday. I can't really fault them. I mean, when they scored, it was sort of... It was sort of what, five minutes to go or something, so the game has gone gone beyond us. So, um, yeah, I, th- I just think we just need to start fast. I really... I know... I know Curbs and you know Co say it on Charlton TV, but it's so important in your home home games that you start fast. Um, I think it'll be a good game. I, th- I think we should have to, we should have enough to beat them. Um, but again, they've got some good players. They've got Rio Rio at the BC at left back. Uh, Luke Offords uh, suspended. Who's centre half? The other centre half, Terrell Thomas. So you can imagine he's going to mark Stockley. You've got Mikel Mandron up top, who's a big a bit of an handful. So you'd think Innes will try and take care of him. Um, and yeah, they've got some good players. Callum mainly. You know, he's a good sort of an attacking midfielder. Um, but it's going to be, if we start fast and we, you know, we put it on their toes a little bit, I can see, you know, it, we might be a bit too strong for them. Um, it'd be interesting with Kirk as well. So I think, yeah, I, I think with the fans, I think if they're showing the intent, you know, like we, we said on Sunday, it's not like they they weren't working hard. We just wasn't good enough in that final third at all. Um, got overrun a little bit. Uh, and the last game they they we played crew at home they absolutely played us off the park albeit they had Kirk and um, obviously had Owen Dale there as well so I just think with the fans start fast have a bit of intent about it, you know just look like you're going to create something we could have been playing for a month and we probably wouldn't have scored on set last Saturday so start fast start with the right intentions and then I think we'll be fine. Right, excellent. Let's hear from Nigel Atkins then ahead of the game. Again, this was uh, from today's uh, press day. Uh, first of all, he was asked for an update uh, on some of the injured players. Now, he didn't speak about Sean Clare in this clip, but I did ask Nigel about it sort of just after, and it sounds like he's got a little knock. I think he was involved in training today, but we're not sure if he's going to be ready or not uh, for the game uh, on Saturday. Uh, but he was asked also about Ronnie Schwartz, everyone's favourite question, uh, Alex Gilby and Ben Perrington. Really pleased that Ronnie Schwartz managed to get 45 minutes um, playing for the 23s against Dulwich. He didn't play the other day when the lads won 7-0, because um, obviously we got the young players have got to go and play as well in that. So... Um, there we go. Alex Gilby's done one running session on the grass, so that's the first step in his progression on his recovery. So he's still a few weeks away from being available for selection yet. And Ben Perrington joined in a part of the training session today. So he's at the very latter end of his uh, rehabilitation, uh, but he's still got, you know, he won't make the weekend's game. He won't make Tuesday's game. Hopefully um, after that, he'd start to become a bit closer to have been joined in more full training. And chance to rectify that on Saturday with the crew. Um, very identical situation to ourselves. I think it's one goal difference between our performance and theirs. So, I mean, it's too early, obviously, to say that the victory is crucial in terms of league position, but is it important, uh, more important for, for the confidence and the psychology of the players in the dressing room that uh, we get a victory sooner rather than later? Well, listen, you, were, you are judged on results. That's where it's going to be. Um, from my point of view, it's how do we get the results? We work on the performance. If we get the performance right, we've got more chance to get the results. He just touched about crew there. Wigan, if we'd beaten Wigan on the day, then we could have gone above them in the league. That's how close it is. And on the day, we've conceded in the 88th minute. We could have quite easily just sat back and said, take the point. No, we were at home. We were in the ascendancy. We were looking to go and win it. And we've had opportunities to go and score that would have won us the game. For example, Kerkey's coming. is going to be a great player for us. It just trickles past the, past the post. That goes in. We probably go and win the game. So, um, you know, we need victories. We know that. But likewise, keep working on the performance, keep working on the good habits, the collaboration of a football club. Spirit's right, the players are working the socks off. You know, when the players aren't working the socks off, that's when we can start questioning things from that point of view. But they are, they're together, they're unified, and the situation we've been in, in respect of maybe not picking up the results, 
is going to put us, believe it or not, on a stronger stead moving forward because we'll have that resilience, that togetherness, that uh, seeds mentality, if you like, that we're all going to stick together um, as a football club, um, doing the right things to give ourselves an opportunity to Yeah, it'll be, good. it'll be a good game for Charlie. Obviously, crew, crew Alexander will be well aware of his strengths uh, and his weaknesses. Um, and likewise, you know, they're, they're, as you say, they're a good side. We've had four games this season. We've had four, we've had four games. And... Um, so from our point of view, it's going to be, they've played, I think it's five, maybe six different formations already. Counting the cup games, they played a different formation the other night. But Crew Alexander, their tradition is to give the young team, young players game time in a safe environment where they can go out probably with, with little pressure on them to go and express themselves. They'll want to play out from the back, they'll want to play football, they'll want to be athletic, they'll want to be dynamic. And they've always been entertaining to watch. You know, so uh, they can do that probably with the freedom of, of not having the, yeah, they, they can have the freedom to go and express themselves. David's been there for a long time now as the manager. He's doing a great job. Uh, from our point of view, we're really pleased that we've been able to take Charlie Kirk, who's been uh, coached really well since he's been at the football club through the academy at uh, Crew and, and with the first team, that we've been able to bring him to us and hopefully we can help. Um, continue his, his development and the good work that Crew Alexander have been doing so far with him. Well, thanks to Nigel then for uh, his preview uh, of the game. Uh, we heard the team news at the very start there, so none of those three are, are going to be involved. Didn't really give away too much on Ronnie other than that he didn't play him in that 7-0 win uh, for the 23s the other day, but he had played in the 23s before then. Uh, Gilby still a few weeks away, unfortunately. Perrington close, but probably not close enough for uh, the, the game on Saturday or even perhaps the Pizza Cup on Tuesday. Uh, so again, not really a great deal for manoeuvrability in terms of the team selection, uh, Lewis, other than obviously the, the new arrival of, of, Ollie, of, of Elliot Lee. So when you, I mean, when you look at that side and perhaps the players that came off the bench on Saturday, I mean, is there any way, any way you'd like to flip things over? Anyone you'd like to see starting uh, who didn't start any change in formation or personnel in certain positions that you'd like to see for Saturday's game? Uh, you know what? I'm going to agree with Nath. I, I I genuinely think that Charlie Kirk would sit well in that ten. I, ca- I can't see Ollie, um, Elliot Lee, not Ollie Lee. We've all done that today. <laughs> Elliot Lee um, starting, and I, I don't want to you know start out with with Albie in the ten. I I think Charlie Kirk would play well there and can move over left if uh, if Elliot Lee comes on a bit later on. But I, every time Charlie Clayton comes on, I think there's something about him. He's quite unpredictable and. He's just a bit of a tricky winger, and I'd like to give him a bit of a shout, and I, I genuinely think that would improve us. Um, apart from that, like you say, we we can't really make too many changes. You know, obviously left back is a position I'd like to change, but that's kind of out of our control. We haven't haven't got the player in the door to do that unless someone comes in ready to play between now and and Crew on on Saturday. But I can't see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be fairly um, similar, isn't it? But yeah, I would like to see a little bit of a change out left. I, it would be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Um, yeah, if Kirk can sit in that 10 instead and then push Albie into a position where he's more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, how important is this one then, Naif? You know, it's not, not time to press the panic button yet because it's only our fifth league game of the season. But, I mean, we, we need three points. Otherwise, I'm going to press the panic button. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think not only is it because of the start we've had, I just think if you're aiming to, uh, you know, make that top six, you've got to win your home games. And no disrespect to Crew, you're going to have to beat teams like Crew. To, you know, we're not playing Sunderland, you know, we're not playing, um, you know, someone, you know, an Ipswich or, or something like that. We're playing a team that's going to be, you know, thinking about it. They're going to be sort of bottom half sort of league. So they're the, these are the games you're going to be need winning. Uh, I won't be pressing the panic button after. But again, I think at the moment you just want to try and get some points on the board and try and build a bit of a momentum at the moment because it just looked a bit, you know, we're lacking a bit of confidence. Um, so I think that fast, oh, we get an early goal, I think we're going to be fine. I really do. I think Charlie Clayton, if he does play, scored two the other day against the Barnsley game, uh, the under-23s, where they took it off their website. Shameful. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's it's not a must-win game. It's not like do or die. But if we lose that, then you're starting to look around. Because the next few games, I know we ain't got Jill in them anymore, but the next few games, they're winnable games. And if you're going to want any, any ambition, these are the games you're going to have to win, your home games. Excellent stuff. Right, we've run out of time really on the uh, big match preview. So thanks to everyone uh, who's listened to today's show and got involved uh, with your tweets and your emails. Thanks to uh, Robert Lee for joining us 
uh, from an exclusive interview uh, earlier on uh, at the training ground after his son Elliot arrived at the Valley. And obviously, thanks to Nigel for his uh, press day uh, today. So don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to look back at the game uh, against Crew uh, and obviously against uh, Lewis as well for the women's team. We'll have a little bit of reaction to that game uh, as well. Um, and don't forget to follow Charlton Live on Instagram. We've uh, started up our Instagram page. Search for Charlton Live on there. Uh, we started putting up loads more stuff on there, so get involved with that. Right, thanks to Lewis and Nathan. Good to have you on the pod this week. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. Good to speak to you both. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on Sunday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.